everybody. And uh, hello to all of you online joining us. It's good to be together. And um, yeah, I feel like I have a message, um, at least that I received for me, but I feel like it's for everyone. And it's a message of peace from Jesus. And that is in uh, the book of John, chapter 14. So if you want to turn to John, chapter 14, and in these skinny Bibles, it's on page 487. We're going to be starting with verse 25. So even though we've passed Easter, oh, which one? 901 in the thicker one, and four, or excuse me, 847 in the New Center Bibles. So even though we are past Easter, um, I just feel like, like this message of peace is one that, uh, that just came up kind of randomly, but really strongly this week for me. And, um, and it's one that, that comes back after the Easter um, story as well. But right before Jesus is going to the cross, he tries to encourage his disciples. Where? Oh, John 14, starting with verse 25. Okay, okay, thank you. Verse 25, chapter 14. So, I have spoken to you while I am still with you. This is Jesus speaking. He says, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. And bring to remembrance all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. Yes. I say I am going away and I am coming to you. Um, so I'm just going to turn on the light here. Suddenly the clouds are coming in. It got kind of dark. So what is the takeaway from this message to Jesus' disciples? And of course, as disciples, what would be the message to us? There's a double peace message here. It's like peace, peace. Why does Jesus say peace twice? I don't know if you know this, but in that culture back when Jesus was walking with his disciples, that was a common way of just greeting people. You just say peace, you know? Um, what would be an equivalent of that these days? What's up? Yeah, what's up? But even more than that, I guess we're, we've kind of gotten so casual that, um, you know, we don't, we don't really have an equivalent. Like if you go into a Spanish speaking culture, um, you know, it might be a little bit different. But uh, I don't know. I guess maybe there isn't so much of a program. Or can you think of maybe a more of a formal way of greeting people? Anybody? Well, I guess it's unique then to that culture. <laughs> so I can't really. Yeah, maybe greetings, you know. Hello, greetings to you. But it's a way of, of um, just kind of, you know, peace. Especially when you pass people that you don't know. And you just want to let them know that you're coming in peace. But 
So Jesus is, is starting with that kind of a piece, more of a general piece, but then he says, um, he says that I leave you my peace and my peace I give you. So if you if you look at it in the Greek, it's it's a little bit more obvious, I guess. And the second piece that he's that he's using is more of a shalom, like a Hebrew piece, which is uh, it's like total fullness. So I don't know if, if you know that, but the shalom ha has a very heavy. It's it's like a um, a very full and all encompassing uh, meaning of like justice for everybody, prosperity, and, you know, joy. It's that kind of thing, not just like, like, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna have peace now, like uh, a truce in a war, or like, um, you know, what's another example, of just kind of peace that we could find. So Jesus says that he doesn't give peace as the world gives, but he gives it in it is a different kind of peace. How does the world give peace? Conditionally. Conditionally, like, well, we'll be at peace as long as you do these things. Like, even when there's peace accords, like in times of war or between two countries or two parties that are like enemies, it's yes, Roger. Kind of like absence of violence more than there is anything else. Exactly. It's more like an absence of violence, Roger says, more than anything else. So, or like with the courts. If you do what they tell you to do, then you have peace. So Bob says, if the courts do what they tell no, you to do, if you do, if you what, do what the courts tell you to do, then you'll be at peace, you know? It's more like just kind of getting to ground zero instead of being like negative, you know? In the negative, it's like almost like neutral, I see, in a way. Or if you pay your, your, your rent. Then if you pay your rent and you're at peace with your landlords, not that, you're, not that you've given them a lot, but now you've just canceled your debt, right? So it's not, I mean, it's not a bad thing. It's just not, it's, it's not wonderful. Whereas the peace that Jesus is giving is a gift. It's, 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 um, it's, a, it's a gift that empowers his disciples to do something and to, to, only, to do that only because he has given them the means to do it. It's their equipping. It's their, it's their, uh, it's what kind of pushes them into the next phase of their life. And the next phase of their life is going to be empowered by the presence of the Holy Spirit, who is also God, but it's God with us in a way, not walking in the flesh that we can see, but it's still God with us um, as the advocate. And that's what Jesus talks about. He talks about this advocate who's going to come. So um, he said that this, this, this helper or another word is advocate. You could it almost be like, um, you know, like if there's a public defender who's on your side, and that's good. You know, you don't have to pay. But do public defenders do that great of a job? Not always. I mean, better than nothing. Sometimes they can do okay. But this is a different kind of alongsider. This kind of alongsider knows us and has known us from the day we were born because this this advocate is God. And that's what Jesus is saying. He's saying that, um, you know, he, they know that he's going to go away. They have this in their heads, but they don't, they're kind of worried, like, okay. And they start to get afraid about it. And he said, hey, don't let your hearts be troubled, you know? And, and he says, um, but this is after he gives them the peace. So 
the only way that we can actually have true peace is if God gives it to us. Like if someone says, oh, calm down and don't worry, does that help you? Don't you just hate that when people say calm down or don't worry, don't be afraid? Does that actually empower you to not be afraid and not worry? Not really. I, I've never found that when someone tells me that, it ever helps. It sometimes even just makes it worse because I feel like it's it's like them saying that there's a problem with me and I just have to like forget about it or or, or ignore it. It's not kind of an ignoring or, or bearing a problem. It's um, it's being able to face the reality of this really evil world with a gift of peace that Jesus has for us. And that's and that comes along with the Holy Spirit gift that Jesus is about to give right then. So he says, don't, after he's given his peace, so he's giving them something real. Now he's telling them, don't let your hearts be troubled or, and don't let them be afraid. Okay, so this is a different thing than just saying, hey, don't worry, don't be afraid. Because Jesus first gives you peace. He gives us his peace, which actually allows us to face our hard situation, no matter how bad, no matter how hard. And it's no harder then than, it, you know, now than it was back then. I mean, some of us can think, yeah, well, you know, you don't know my life. But I think life back then wasn't great if you were a disciple of Jesus after Jesus, well, just when Jesus is about to be crucified, you know, and then they come looking for all the people who would call themselves Jesus followers. It wouldn't have been that great. So um, it's really cool to just think about that for a minute, you know, that Jesus gives us a way to not be afraid, not let our hearts be troubled. So let's let that sink in because I, these are words that he speaks to you now. And he says that, um, that he is going away and he, and he said, and then he's going to come back. And he says, um, if, if you loved me, you would rejoice because I'm going to the Father. And I think what he's saying is, if you really, if you really could love me um, it, as much as you could if you had the Holy Spirit, then you would re be rejoicing. But obviously, they're not rejoicing. So that means that they can't really love Jesus until the Holy Spirit comes and empowers them. Right? And he's about to empower them with the Holy Spirit. So he's like, if you, you know, if you could love me, you would be rejoicing. Because, see, this is the thing. If I go to the Father, then you are going to have the Holy Spirit, which is actually going to make it more, more empowering for you to be a Christian than when I was here on the earth. Because Jesus on the earth, as God walking, could only be in one place at one time, right? Whereas us, empowered by the Holy Spirit, is like God can be many places at many at the same time. That's pretty awesome. And he can be with you 24-7, not just when Jesus happened to be in your space, you know, physical space. The Holy Spirit can be with us 24-7. And that's why he says it's actually, he says he's going to the Father, and for the Father is greater than I. And he says, now I have told it to you before it takes place so that when it does take place, you may believe. So he's giving him a heads up because it's going to happen. And then he says, I will no longer talk much with you or 
the ruler of this world is coming. He has no claim on me, but I do as the Father has commanded me so that the world may know that I love the Father. Let us rise and go from here. So um, he's, he's saying that he's not a victim of what's about to happen, but he is allowing all this to happen so that his disciples can be empowered. And then later on, he, he, he blows on them and he says, receive the Holy Spirit. And that empowers them. That's not right here, but in other places, he blows on them and says, receive the Holy Spirit. And then after his, after his crucifixion, um, in verse 20, and the resurrection, if you look at ver chapter 20, chapter 20, verse, um, verse 21, if you could flip over to that. John chapter 20. John 20, so just a few chapters later. And then 850, it's on page 853 in the skinny Bibles. I don't know about the fat Bibles. 906. Okay. So Jesus says to them in verse 21, again, he says to them again, he said peace a few times, but he was saying, peace be with you as the father has sent me. Even so I am sending you. Now this is after he was crucified, resurrected, and he appears to them. Okay. So this is that same peace that he was talking about before. He prepared them and he gave it to them as a gift and now he's giving it to them again. Again and again, Jesus gives us his peace because we need it. We can receive it for that day or that hour, but haven't you felt like this, that sometimes you feel like you're out of peace? <laughs> because we wouldn't, we wouldn't be acting the way we do. We wouldn't be letting our hearts get full of fear and we wouldn't be being troubled if we had full and total Shalom, peace, which is full, the fullness of, of that, you know? So I love this, that again, he says, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. And even when he said this, he breathed on them. He breathed on them. Receive the Holy Spirit. This is amazing. He's inviting them to receive his very breath. Let's just, let's just ask the Holy Spirit to breathe on us because maybe we're in a place where we're not feeling so much peace. I mean, if you're like me, you might need some peace right now, some deep shalom peace. So Holy Spirit, we know that it's a gift from you, this peace, this Jesus peace, this Father, this Holy Spirit peace, and we want to receive it just like the disciples back then received it. So we just, we, 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 Ask like children with our with their hands open wide to receive a gift again today, your peace and your Holy Spirit to empower us to live whatever kind of hard stuff we're going through right now. And we ask this in the powerful name of Jesus, who gave us the peace in the first place. Amen. So guess what happens when we receive this, when we receive um, this peace? And we'll receive the Holy Spirit again. Because I feel like we need to kind of receive the Holy Spirit more than once. I mean, I, I think there's an initial, like, you know, we come to Jesus and receive, we receive Jesus. But sometimes we, we go away and we, um, you know, we act like we just have to take care of everything ourselves. That's how we live. But when we receive the Holy Spirit again, uh, we are empowered to do the impossible. And the impossible is... Number one says, forgive the sins of any 
they are forgiven. It says if. So, you know, Jesus gives us the power and the opportunity to, if we want to, we can forgive the sins of any person, any it says, any. And they will be forgiven. And if you withhold forgiveness from any, it is withheld. Imagine that. It's like we have the power of God in our very hands. That's kind of scary that we can actually withhold forgiveness from people because Jesus said we can. He doesn't say it's good, but he says it's your choice. I'm giving you choice. I'm not forcing you. But why would we want to forgive anybody? Yes. That's perfectly said, Jason. I'm just going to repeat it from the front. He's saying because it's good for us. And it's basically toxic when we don't. It, it just comes to hurt us, right? Would you say that that would be the opposite of peace? It robs our peace. If we don't forgive, we can. We can. Jesus said you can. But there's going to be consequences. And that is that we, we have no peace. That's the problem. So really, there's some selfish reasons to forgive. And that's, I don't mean it in a negative way. It's self. In other words, it's, it has to do with myself. If I don't forgive, I'm not at peace. But there's more than that. I think that when we forgive, that we actually receive more than just peace. We receive, we receive um, a blessing, a, a bigger blessing than we could imagine. It's like an empowering thing. Have you ever tried to do that? Giving someone a gift they didn't deserve? You give them, it's like you're giving them power. You're giving them power. You're giving them power um, because now you've, you've like, you've crossed out what the, the IOU that they have to you. And that can make you feel weaker because you just gave them that. It's like you just gave them this free thing that they didn't even deserve. You went against logic. Well, Jesus does go against logic. He did that for us, and that's the catch. We, yes, yes, you may. Um, so it's true that when when we do this, it can seem to go against logic. It can seem to be stupid because then it can make us feel like powerless in a way because we just gave away something. The one thing that maybe we could hold over somebody and you know that they owe us, but if we if we forgive them. Then what? Well, it's it's a powerful thing to forgive, and Jesus knows that. And, and so, but the world doesn't know that. But when you do that and you forgive any, it says, if you forgive any, the sin they're forgiven them. And we do this because, of course, Jesus did that for us first. And, and so um, I just want to leave you with that. It's simple, but our peace really comes from Jesus as a gift, which we need to receive, you know? And he, and when he comes to us and says, hey, you've walked away and you have no peace because, you know, you're kind of refusing the Holy Spirit here. Well, we can just confess that and say, we're sorry. You know, we did, we, we tried to do it on our own and it didn't go very well. Now we want to receive your peace again, Holy Spirit. And he's like, that's great. I'm not going to withhold my peace from you. And I'm not going to hold, withhold my Holy Spirit from you. And I'm not going to hold, withhold my forgiveness from you either. Isn't that great? That we can be the biggest sinners in the world and God does not withhold his forgiveness from us. Amen.
we break the bread. That's right. When we break the bread, we're remembering that Jesus died on the cross for our sins. That's how we are able to access that. And it's so cool. Yes. Menu. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, so Emmanuel's saying, like, sometimes we feel too dirty to be able to receive this forgiveness. Well, let's think back a couple chapters before chapter 14. And what is Jesus doing with his disciples that has to do with washing, cleaning, cleansing? He's washing their dirty feet that have been in sandals walking in the desert, you know, walking in the places where, it's, where your feet get dirty because they're in sandals. And he's modeling that he is all about. That's like a picture of what Jesus does. He washes our feet. He, he dies on the cross and he washes us from our sins. And then he invites us to do the same thing. But only based on receiving that, that actual gift of his peace to be able to do it and receiving the Holy Spirit. So thanks, Emmanuel. And Bob has a little testimony. We'll end with that. So back uh, around 2004, Gracie and I were very burnt out. We'd been here 10, we have 10 years, and we were seeing kind of the meth epidemic. And then 9-11 was around that time. So there was all this anti-immigrant sentiment and we were working with immigrants. And anyway, between the meth epidemic, that really just was hurting a lot of people at that moment. Um, and, and just other problems in the county that we were dealing with and just working hard, going to court with people and everything. We were like so tired and um, we ended up being encouraged by my, my, I say my little brother, he's big now, but he's still 12 years younger than me, Peter. He said, Bob, you know, you should go. You'd, I think you need more of the Holy Spirit, Bob. And I was like, well, I think that we have the Holy Spirit, Peter. It's like, we're cool. And he's like, well, no, but I think you need more of the Holy Spirit. I was like, okay. Like, uh, are you worshiping a lot, Bob? And I'm like, well, I'm not sure that I really am enough. But maybe I am. I don't know. But anyway, Peter was like challenging me. And he'd been through some really rough times in his life. And so he had this encounter with God and received a lot of the Holy Spirit and was going around at these different revivals and, you know, that we were kind of suspicious of. But he talked us into going to uh, to this place, like in Toronto. Gracie went first, and she's really, I figured if Gracie thought it was okay, then I'd go. Because <laughs> Gracie's really, uh, she's wary and is careful, right? And she went, and she said, Bob, you got to go. So I went, and uh, I, I was so dry and ready to quit in a lot of ways, because, you know, the work is hard, like, like, you know, just think of all the people we know that uh, that are just now getting clean and sober. But back, you know, like in 2004, they were like in the thick of of their criminal activity or their addiction. And, and we were with them and we were watching them crash and burn. And it was really painful. It's hard, right? Like, it's really hard to walk alongside people you love and to see them hurting themselves, isn't it? So anyway, finally, I um, I went to this place and. I needed to receive 
but I was not into receiving because I thought, you know, I've already have enough. I'm a privileged person. But uh, I, on the last day of this conference, the main leader was uh, praying for people. And so I was in this line and he came to me and he actually, he actually breathed on me. Okay, this was pre-COVID. So anyway, he says, receive the Holy Spirit. And he went, <sighs> it blew over. And all I saw was just like white dust. It was like stars, you know, and, and I, and I just felt like I was light as a feather. And next thing I know, I'm on the ground, just laying on my back. And I just feel just burning all over, all over my face. And I couldn't get up. I was like, wow, what in the world? Or what in heaven? I shouldn't say it was, it wasn't in the world. It was like something, something really powerful hit me. Right. And then, then, um, shortly after that, this French guy, he saw what was happening to me and he says, Bob, I see that God's moving in your life through this revival. And said, why don't you come to France with that, the leader who just blown on me, breathed on me, right? And I was like, man, I'm not going to go to France. He says, yeah, because you have your studies there in France and they listen to you. And so, so then I said, no, you know, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not totally trustworthy trusting these guys yet. So but I'll think about it. So I came back here and then I kept feeling the presence of God so strong. Like I couldn't, I'd wake up just shaking in my bed in the middle of the night. And so finally I thought, you know, maybe I should go to France and just, you know, get, you know, just get closer to this movement. And so I went and uh, I get to Paris and, and I run straight into that guy blown on me, right? Who's the head of this whole movement. He's been here once to Tierra Uh He, um, he was like, uh, he brought me in and there's all these people. There's like thousands of people at this conference. It's called Catch the, it's called Ambrose uh, No Cur, Set Our Hearts on Fire. So I get there and uh, then found out that they wanted me to share my, my story in front of the whole crowd in French, you know, and I was all jet lagged and I thought, man, I'm not going to do that. And I said, no, no, you're in, on the program. You have to do it. <laughs> so all these people, there were all these people, Catholics, Protestants, Pentecostals, they all laid hands on me and this leader from Toronto's wife, because she was the speaker after me and prayed over me. And it was like, oh man, what am I, what have I got myself into? I can't believe I came here. This is, this is a mistake. So I got up before the whole crowd preached, I gave my message. And then it was the turn of the, of the guy's wife, who was the main leader of this, of this who'd blown on me. Right. So she gets up and, um, uh, she said, she starts talking and then she says, where's that Bob? And I'm like, me? And I'm sitting there and they're saying, oui, Bob, you know, oui, Bob in French, you know, where's that Bob, oui, Bob? And she, so, so she says, Bob, come up here. She goes, you know, you activists, you ministers, you pastors, you're always giving, giving, giving. You know, you need to receive, you need to learn how to receive or you're gonna burn out. And so when I pray for you, uh, just receive. So I said, oh, okay, yes, ma'am. I mean, in front of like 2,000 people or 3,000 people up on the stage. And I'm just like, and I'm a shy person in front of people like that, right? So she prays over me and I couldn't, I, I couldn't stand up. The presence of God I, that I felt of peace, it was like the peace was so strong that I couldn't stand up. And I was on the ground in front of all these people, right? Laying there. And then I thought, after she's talking away, I thought I better, better get to my seat. So I crawled over to my chair, sit down. And then she stops her whole talk and she says, Bob, where are you going? You know, you know, Bob, come back up here. 
you know, you need to lay and just rest and receive. You just need to receive, right? And this time when I pray for you, don't get up. So I'm like, oh, okay, yes, ma'am. You know, I'm like, so she prays over me and another, again, I felt so much peace that I couldn't stand up. I was on the ground at the, in front of this huge crowd of people on the ground laying there. And I waited and wait, you know, the whole thing, she kept preaching, then she ended. And then finally it was clear that I could get up, right? So I get up and then there's this line of people wanting me to pray for them. And I'm like, no way, you know, don't, you know, don't, you don't want prayer from me. You want it from her. <laughs> and so, so they said, no, uh, c'est, c'est toi. you know, they were saying in French, all these people, this big line of people. So I pray for the first person and she falls down the ground. I'm just like, oh no, what have I got myself into? And so then that's, that, that, that was like the beginning of this whole new period of our life, really, in a lot of ways. And so I wanted to tell that story because, because what I received was exactly what Grace is describing. I received like this peace that then I had something to give, okay? And God wants us to receive something that only God can give us. And that'll give us the, uh, the capacity to, to love in ways that we can't out of our own strength. Because we don't have the strength to love in the way that we need to. So anyway, I'd like to just pray one more time before we have our communion. When I know when we take that body and blood of Jesus, that really does strengthen us, okay? And that gives us like peace from the stomach outward. Let's pray. So God, I ask that we would be able to receive more and that you would have mercy upon each one of us. And we just ask that your peace, your Holy Spirit would come and just rest on each one of us and that help us to be able to just be like a sponge and just uh, let that presence of God soak into our, into our, into our beings, into our bodies, Lord. We receive. I mean, think about when you take a hit, when you're, if you're getting high on something or, you know, or you're smoking a cigarette or whatever, you know, you're, it's going into your lungs, right? And then it has an impact. Well, we, we have to just actually make, like receive in this, in a way that is like that, where we're just like, you just take it in. Okay. We have to take it in and absorb it into ourselves. So let's just try to do that right now. Just, just, just draw it right into our beings, the Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. We ask that your peace would just come right inside of us, Lord. From the inside out, from the outside in, we welcome you, Holy Spirit. Come and just give us, uh, we need your love. We want to say yes to your love. And yes to your healing. Yes to your, your invisible, powerful anointing. And thank you that you, you offer us your body and your blood on top of that. Just help us right now to just learn how to receive from you so that we have what we need uh, and what the world needs. In Jesus' name, amen.